0: Log TALK RADIO
1: Tonight we're discussing episode 1 of season 3 of the hit AMC series Better Call Saul, starring Bob Odenkirk and Jonathan Banks Tony Lamar and motherfucking Ross are calling Saul Yeah we are, we're calling Saul Come on, where are you Saul? Pick up the phone, damn it. Okay,
0: take my call just one time, please I, I just want to speak to you, just want to hang out
1: Hey, look, I got your money. I promise. I, tell I got I'm your
0: $4,625.
1: <laughs> and this is motherfucking Ross out here in Los Angeles, and we are talking about calling Saul. I'm here with...
0: Yeah, Tony Lamar out here in Austin, Texas, people. Let's do this. Let's do it right now. Oh,
1: well, yeah. that's right. I'm not with him. He's in Texas, because if I was with him, oh, I wouldn't... Yeah, that's... It that's wouldn't be... It would be calling
0: me. Saul. I'll be calling uh, something An ambulance.
1: <laughs> no, that's terrible. I just, we, we get along. We love each other. Yes. <laughs> anyway... So this is the show, what are we doing here? Oh yeah, Better Call Saul, calling Saul tonight. We're talking about a little combination of things. It's, um, We've got the season two kind of recap that we didn't cover. We did miss our podcast for season two. And we're going to be covering the first season, the first episode of season three.
0: Yeah, yeah, we can just brief over it. That's fine. We're going to move forward with uh, Season 3. But this give us a recap. Since you you went through it this, over this past weekend, so you saw all Season 2 to be ready for Season 3. Is that
1: correct? Which is one of the reasons we didn't do the podcast for Season 2. <laughs> 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 season 2 was on. But
0: yeah, I mean, I'm just trying to set it up so we can get it. No, that's,
1: I understand what happened. You pulled a chuck right on me, that's fine I get it, it's okay all it's fair, love and war, I get it Okay. So anyway maybe. <laughs> we, 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 I, did, I did Power Cycle Season 2 and um, I really I like what they're doing with, with the to me this is the ultimate slow burn story because for one thing we know the ultimate outcome with the character like we even see it, they keep doing the flashbacks of him in Omaha at the Cinnabon you know uh-huh. what I mean? So we we know what where this goes. So they don't need to go get to the end of the story. They are really just telling it piece by piece, and they are taking their time. The fact that we're in season three and he's not Saul Goodman yet, I love that. You know? Yeah,
0: it's – oh, my goodness. It's one of the characters that they can – television, please take note. If you've got a great <laughs> character – you don't have to burn through it. Just marinate in this character. You know, we're still yeah. marinating, man, because, like, we're learning all these different layers about this character, which I really, really like. You know, he, he was trying to be the good, good lawyer, but a very, very, you know, back, back door way of getting to it. You know what I mean? You, you right, how
1: he, how he felt that it wasn't him. It wasn't his personality to be this guy that he's trying to be for everybody yeah. else. You know, he's he's making his decisions for the wrong reasons and whether or not his decisions are good or bad or is irrelevant, he's not comfortable with them. And I love that. And, you know, you said something that is very important about all the layers like here. They are doing the super slow burn, but they're not milking the story. They're not sitting mm-hmm. there going over yes. the same thing. They're not, you know, what uh-huh. I mean, every episode pushes the story along and you're getting something brand new. And how they, uh-huh. you can see where they're heading. Like, you, you know, you can kind of see that obviously the audio tape that, uh, that he got at the, of the confession at the end of the thing, he knows it's not submissible in court. They covered that in this first episode. Uh-huh. And yet, he, and that's the thing is he doesn't care about that. He, the thing he cares about is hurting Saul and hurting Jimmy. And the way he can hurt him the best is to take Kim away from him. And I, for some reason, maybe I'm wrong in this, but we saw all the things last season. We saw the thing about his mom and all that, but it seems to be deeper. When Jimmy was talking about them growing up in the nightlight, and the then he mentioned the girl down the street. He started talking about his girl down the street, and immediately uh, Chuck's demeanor changed. And maybe I'm reading into it something that wasn't supposed to be there. But it just seems like there's, you know, maybe there was some intervention at one point where, you know, Jimmy took away this girl from Chuck. Like, who knows how deep this thing really goes. But, yeah,
0: because his face changed when he brought it up. I'm not sure yeah. if, if it was about that girl or it was a different time or how can you not be upset what's going on here. You know, I mean, it, yeah. it, that's what I'm talking about. I mean, I think if, you know could you imagine the writers of breaking bad just work on some of the characters on the the walking dead
1: oh if if uh if uh, gilligan could get his hands on daryl's character or G- uh, jesus character or something like that and just kind of get into it a little bit yeah mm-hmm. to flesh to flesh that out and to make it something more Dimensional, Hell yeah, man. I would, and just not even walking dead, just the, I could name a million different shows uh-huh. where, you know, his input would just really kick it up a notch. And so the fact that he's able to focus like a laser beam on, and I like that. It's not just, uh, Jimmy, uh, you know, that he's covering that. He's also got Mike Emmetrop that he's dealing with. And, and so we get to see all these things, and again, all these layers about his character and who he is and what okay, he's on.
0: Look at that; that's great. Again, the whole, I think it's all about layers today, because what we learned about Mike today—how thorough he knew something's up with his freaking car.
1: Oh, wow! He, but why didn't he look at the gas cap first? Like, as soon as he threw the gas cap down, I'm like, oh, that's where it is.
0: I was thinking, I was thinking something inside the tank. Honestly, well, something going, could have been dropped yeah. in there because, I mean, this figure, you know, like somehow it's something will dissolve and then it just stick magnetically right to the bottom and boom, there you go. It won't move around the car or anything. That's what I was yeah. thinking, Cause especially with could taking be. it all apart. But it was, yeah. you know, the thing, but it doesn't matter. You know, Also got to keep in mind, we're, we're doing television. So some of the most obvious things you don't want right away. If right. I hear what you're saying, because oh my goodness, because yeah, you lose all that, you lose all that him going, seeing being so detailed, thorough about, I know there's mm. something wrong with this freaking car. And the fact <laughs> that he took it apart was freaking that's the layers I like because you learn more about Mike. He's a very patient man. He's great at stakeouts. He knows how to, what he needs to do to get through it. Man, that's what I'm talking about. Mike is a badass in this episode, and he didn't shoot anybody.
1: Right, well, And even going into last season When he's dealing with Nacho And how Nacho's telling him Look, I want to take out Tuco And first of all There's no tension there Because we know Tuco survives To make it into the story of Breaking Bad So uh-huh. instead of going for that, that The uh, thing is Is he going to kill him? Is he not going to kill him? We kind of knew that wasn't going to be the path But the fact that he was looking at that he was actually trying to pick out guns for what would work best for him all those things and then he finally he's like no no this isn't gonna work and he's like look you want to get rid of him let's get rid of him and what's his plan to be the victim of this maniac you know what i mean to put himself uh-huh. into that kind of position uh-huh. i just loved it for the minute he called the police i'm like oh i know exactly what he's doing this is insane and yeah. and I didn't expect him to hit the car, but what a great way to get this guy's attention, yeah. you know? Yes.
0: <laughs> definitely, definitely. It's just I can't go wrong with with. Um, I just been it turning out to be my favorite shows, mm-hmm. Breaking Bad, and now um, Bear call Saw. I think it's yep. just a perfect, you know. It's it is a spinoff. It doesn't have to be exactly like Breaking Breaking Bad. Not have to have the same result, but we're still in that same world.
1: But it's you know, still the now, same flavor. Like, when you see uh, Hector and everybody, that what's going on with them, they're still the same people. Like, it's no, they're uh-huh. not any different than they were in Breaking Bad, except obviously he hasn't had whatever it is to put him in the wheelchair.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Maybe Mike had something to do with that. Maybe he didn't, you know it almost seemed like when he was getting all pissed off, I expected maybe he was going to have a stroke or some shit. Like I didn't know what was going to, you know, I keep yeah. waiting for something to happen, which is, that's just good writing. It's the same thing they did with lost after you knew that Locke was in a wheelchair, then they do the flashback. And you see that he's not in the wheelchair the whole time leading up to what happened. You're just waiting for something to happen. You know, it's the bomb mm-hmm. under the table again.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And it's just panning out to be a great show. And I'm looking forward to this thing. The only thing I was like, kind of like, what's going on here? The whole tape recorder thing. Mm -hmm. It's it's cheesy. I really thought it was cheesy. You know, uh, oh, let the kid find out on accident. Oh, I don't know what I'm
1: doing. Right, right. And then as if he's not going to tell tell Jimmy about it. And it's just, yeah, yeah, it's just, it's just pushing him down that that path. And, and, and it is what it is. And I think in a sense, it's, it's Chuck feeling betrayed by him for when he sided with Jimmy, you know what I mean? And so now they're kind of in the same category and, and and Chuck has just nothing but disdain for anybody in that group, you know, Uh which is probably one of his issues with, with, um, what's her name? Um, with Kim is he can't figure her out. Like, cause she's, she's way above Jimmy's league. You know what I mean? I,
0: and That's the thing up you're so right, because I don't know where she's on the fence. Cause yeah. wasn't she pretty pissed off at him in the last episode?
1: Well, she was mad about some things, but she wasn't so pissed that she was going to leave him or anything. You know what I mean? She was just mad about like the situation that happened where he got her into, into trouble being in the mail room. But, I mean, just the fact that he helped, you know, elevate her to go do her own thing,
0: Uh
1: I mean, that's – I think that she has a lot of respect for for Jimmy, but at the same time, she is out of his league in class, in looks, in everything. everything. And and so the fact – I think that that's, again, one of Chuck's things, is how the hell does he do it, you know?
0: Now, here's a question. I I might have missed something, but I was a little confused on the whole – thing is she going back and forth on the computer with the semicolon. What the, I missed it. What was that all about?
1: She was just stressing over the details because of the fact that that's what, uh, and I think this, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I read it wrong, but it seemed like she was obsessed over the details after Chuck got a detail wrong. And she, in her head, she's thinking, yeah, you know, Jimmy probably did exactly what Chuck said, but at the same time, she really doesn't know for sure. And, with that, and she doesn't want to know what she said. She's like, I don't want to know either way. Don't discuss this with me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so I think that she just started tripping over herself. Like, what if I have something that's incorrect? And when she's looking over her details, she has everything correct. So it comes down to the littlest things like uh, punctuation, or you know?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I think, that was, I think that's, that's, that's what it was.
0: One. I was trying to figure out what the heck was going on. But that's why I figured. But I wasn't sure. So did I miss something? But I don't hit a rewind button. That's how lazy I was. I'm like, I don't want to rewind, I'm to we'll just keep going.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm with you. No, it, yeah, it was it was what it was. But um so here it is. You got uh Mike out in the desert looking to make a hit, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so who is it that's warning him? Do you think Nacho followed him out there? Like who is it that's
0: you don't think it's um Fringe? You don't think it's uh Gus?
1: Oh, maybe I that's think, how they're going to introduce him. That was I was. I think that's where think it, I think
0: that tracking is going to lead him to Gus. That's what I'm thinking.
1: That's it, interesting, it needs, maybe. Yeah, it's going to lead him to Gus. That's how they meet. Yeah, and that's how they meet. That makes sense. Yeah, and why not? Yeah, going to be in an early episode, so it would make sense for him to be in the next episode. With you know, yeah. so that 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 yeah. I could see that.
0: And they may not even cover it this next episode, but I, 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 I would expect to see Gus by the third. Be, and I, I it would also make it.
1: sense because of the fact that uh, that um, to track somebody in real time the way he was, that takes some technology. That's no joke kind of technology. Mm-hmm. And so it would have to be somebody that was on a level like Gus in order to have that. And it, it's funny because I was trying to think, like, who would – would the cartel even have that? But I could see Gus having that. Yeah. Yeah, I could I'm totally put on my
0: own, sense. Gus. Totally yeah, that's guy.
1: interesting. Yeah, that's yeah. good, though. And then, but it's so funny because what he did, like, what if the person came, and I, I know they wouldn't do this because they, they don't want to spend that much time out by the car, but what if they came and unscrewed the cap, popped it off, replaced the battery, and, you know, just put the same <laughs> one back in there? <laughs>
0: <laughs> that will be funny, though. That would be funny.
1: But yeah, yeah, but there uh, you go. Well, you know, I I thought it was interesting that he went on from there. You know, and he just like you said, he was showing his patience with him just sitting and staring at the window all night. Just mm-hmm. you know, I know you'll be well, here. Well, he does soon, it. All right? he, he
0: always does that. But see, that's again, he's very patient, man. He's because he's yeah. that's, that's why I think like, again that's why he's old. That's why he's why he's good at what he, what he does. He he's very patient. And, and that's where I think, I mean, I'm going back to he's, some of the people I know back in the day. calculating. Yes, not just calculating, but he knows. When you rush things, that's how things fuck up. That's how exactly. things. So just be patient. Let's see how things we, play out. Let's survey the area. with us go in their guns ablaze and He does it. He knows. He knows. And which is probably
1: what his issue was or will be with, uh, with Jesse when Jesse's doing the missions with him. Uh-huh. And he's telling him you're not the guy, and you know what I mean. And I think his problem with Jesse was that he was too eager. He was too, you know what I mean, too uh, too much action, not enough thought. And I think that was something. And and especially when you look at his, you know, when he talks about I had a guy. Well, he's referring to um, I can't remember the character's name, Carlos or something. The one that got his throat cut by by Gus in the down in the lab.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And and I think that was his old guy. And this is a dude who also was calculating, but at the wrong time, acted without thinking, and look what it got him. Yeah. And, and yeah, uh, Mike's definitely. very aware of how dangerous that could be. You know. Uh-huh. Um, I did he like those He's, he's liked... one of the strong characters
0: from the Walking Dead. not Walking from the Breaking Bad
1: series. <laughs> We're weaning ourselves into the new series. We'll learn it before do before episode ten. We'll have it all together.
0: <laughs> I'll get by I, the last I... episode.
1: I love the little Easter eggs. Just the simplest thing. I don't know if you caught it. There was a uh, the client that was telling Jimmy about all of her different flowers.
0: No, what was that? I don't. I don't remember. Oh, she she she,
1: she, uh, she was in his office, and she and she was like, "Oh, thanks for looking at all the photos with me." And he's like, uh, "Yeah, oh, I yeah. remember the scene." And remember. so she's leaving. She's saying, "Oh, these flowers and those flowers," and all of a sudden she throws out lily of the valley, and that oh. was the. The flower that um, that okay. uh, that Walter White used to poison uh, Brock. Was it Brock? Yeah. his name?
0: And, I don't remember. And,
1: and to use that against Jesse. And so, uh, yeah, when I heard that, I'm like, ah! I just, I just love those little, you know, references that really are meaningless. They're not hitting you over the head with it, but if you know what you're listening to. You know?
0: It's those little tidbits, it's a little you know, little samplers or
1: you know? reminders. But at the same time, that's the writing that I love. Like Chuck saying that he never asked for Jimmy's help, yet without Jimmy's help for all this time that he's been suffering with whatever this is he he thinks he has, you know, where would he be? You know, Jimmy's done so much that's one of the reasons I I have such a problem with Chuck, is where would he be without Jimmy, you know?
0: Uh-huh. Chuck doesn't see that. He's, you know, he doesn't see that at all.
1: He's a very selfish individual. Yeah. And uh, talking about selfish individuals. I think Mike finished all the pistachios that night. That was. There are no more pistachios left. After, he's going to take a shit, and it's going to be one big pistachio. It's just going to come out. <laughs> the weirdest thing I ever saw.
0: I like pistachios. They're good. I don't like with the shell. I'll have them pre-shelled. I'm sorry. I'll spend an extra five cents or whatever. Yeah, shell. I
1: just picture somebody like picking them with their teeth to shell them. So that, that's enough. That cures me from the pink ones. The pink
0: ones. The pink ones.
1: Yeah, but uh, you gotta get the green ones. The green ones. <laughs> but you know, so and and again, here was this thing that that Mike led through, you know, last season, where he's not going to be the guy that's going to shoot somebody. He's going to do whatever he can. Even the truck driver, who, you know, is this criminal guy but like he says, good criminals, bad criminals, you know, he leaves him alive. It's a potential witness who doesn't know anything. He ends up getting the guy killed anyway. Mm-hmm. Plus he gets an innocent bystander killed. So it would have been better for Mike just to kill the damn truck driver.
0: Yeah, that's true. You know? Well,
1: yeah, yeah. You know,
0: but Hey, he has his limits. I don't know. I don't well, know about as that. Much
1: thinking as he does. Sometimes he doesn't think things all the way through, you know?
0: Yeah, if you went back you probably would have. That's what I think. Yeah.
1: Okay. It, it, well yeah, that's the whole point of this show is to the choices we make, I guess. But And so, um but yeah, so what's your prediction for the rest of the season besides Gus, obviously. We know Gus is coming in and hey everybody, there's no comic book, so he can just make actual predictions.
0: <laughs> oh, hey, I'll tell you straight up people. I am very truthful and honest. I try not to do any spoilers, and my my decisions are elsewhere. This is the last comment of that last show. I'm not going to go there, but I'll tell you what I predict <laughs> for this season. I I, I um I expecting a cameo, and I don't think it's going to be Walter White. I think it's going to be the kid it would make sense. They run into each other maybe. A no. small story itself. <clears throat> I, I I see Chuck dying at the end of the season.
1: Mm, I interesting. do.
0: And only reason being because it needs to move forward, and and it has to be something that is going to make.
1: um, He's not really adding anything to the story anymore at this point. He's kind of just doing the same shit. So yeah, you're right. Yeah, so
0: something has to happen to move the story forward to help make the transition that um, our boy Saul's going through. So Mm -hmm. it's that's what I predict, and I think this plan that he's he's putting together, Chuck, is going to backfire. Mm-hmm. And it may not get the results because that's how Saul gets away. Our boy, I keep, well, he's not Saul yet. We, I keep him with Jimmy. Jimmy. I uh, keep
1: wanting to call him Saul, too, because yeah. I love I love and, Saul and, Goodman so much. But but Jimmy's it, cool. I like where he is right yeah. now.
0: And I think because it's just Jimmy's nature to find a way out of these scenarios. That's why he is who he is. I can kind of relate to Jimmy because there's a lot of things I've done in my past. I got away by luck. Just mm-hmm. pure luck. There's some close calls that one could have put me in jail. <laughs> or two, you know, in some real serious trouble with some very not seedy nice people. <laughs> but by just sheer luck, I got by with it. And I think that's his 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 mojo. He right. he, he gets I don't wanna say weasel, it's just he, he seizes the right opportunity or the right opportunity goes into his favor. And I think that's the heart of Chuck's problem with his brother. Right. Because sometimes so many things are just handed to Jimmy, and it's just by luck.
1: Right. And you it's know? even to the point where, like, you know, it, it, when you see it with his mom calling out for Jimmy uh-huh. while Chuck's sitting right there and she's not even – doesn't seem to – Uh notice or or, you know she's dying obviously so who knows where her mind was at that point but just the fact she woke up she's calling for jimmy it's Uh just that extra little dagger it's like man everything that happens in chuck's life Uh is is subjugated by jimmy's presence or lack of presence in that case Uh you know
0: and you know and i'm trying to be sensitive with this thing because when you have siblings i mean you know Mm -hmm. they it can get this way Because, you know, there's – I wouldn't say I have any kind of um, diswill to my brothers, but there's some things they got away with I didn't, and they will say the same thing about me. And I say it totally different and vice versa. Mm -hmm. And I think some siblings can't let go of that. This is how my brother is. This is who he is. And, you know, fine. It's not about, you know, just him getting over and you're angry because you don't get those same breaks, but that's just how it's being rolled to you. But damn. That's I think Chuck's biggest problem. He can't let go of what his who his brother is, and that's what it yeah. falls down to.
1: And and again, all of his accomplishments. Because think about it, he's a he's a well accomplished attorney with a thriving practice, you know, in a in a recognized name, and he's still concerned over man this this little shit keeps coming up and and fucking with me. Keeps, you know he keeps stepping in my shadow or whatever he thinks it is. It's like, he just gets so upset over it. And it's like, Hey, you're right. He's got to learn to let go. He's got to learn to control himself better. And again, uh-huh. maybe that's part of where his sickness comes from is, you know, a reaction to, to Jimmy. Like, cause who knows when this happened? They showed that clip. This was last season. They showed a clip of him having dinner with, uh chuck and his wife at the time i think it was his wife i don't know the relationship and uh when they're telling the lawyer jokes and everything and he was fine he could deal with electricity and everything so maybe it's jimmy moving back to to uh you know be with him in in albuquerque that just you know drove him over the edge like maybe that's chuck's reaction to it is this Psychological illness to be now has. And,
0: and when you see a scene like that, you know that's going to be addressed. And you're you're absolutely right. That make we may learn more about that this season. Mm-hmm. If, and, you know, and and that's where you're right because if we don't do stuff like that, yeah, we have why is Chuck around? So, unless you're going to start diving more into that particular character, and which they yeah, can, they, I mean, yeah.
1: And they have a little bit. They've done it to a point. You know, I like that he's figured out, you know, like, and again, this was something Chuck did or not Chuck did. That's something that Jimmy did for Chuck was, you know, sewing in the uh, space blanket into the into his suit, you know, so he can go to work or do whatever he has Uh to do. It's like all these things that that Jimmy's constantly there for him. And it doesn't matter. It's never going to be enough because he's got this, you know, just this complete animosity towards, you know, Jimmy's life you know the fact that he's alive at all is probably that's his issue yeah.
0: and I you think know? Jimmy try to be true to himself as a brother as much as he can but even mm-hmm. he knows what not to tell him but he's still yeah. you know Jimmy if anything is trying to be true to who, to who he is and and his brother just cannot accept who he is you know mm-hmm. at this point do you want it to be an utter failure What, do, what do you, I can't even get what he wants for his brother to be if he's not this and what I'm not getting that I'm not getting that mm-hmm. at all You know,
1: so. And then where you have on the other hand of the story with back to Mike, you have him almost in the vein of of Rick Grimes. Like, you know, you can mess with me however you want. That is, that's one thing, you know, I'll deal with you on one level. But the minute you mess with his family at all, his granddaughter specifically, like, you know, think about it. He did not want to kill uh, Tuco because of the fact that he was part of the uh, cartel, right? Mm Uh-huh. But, man, as soon as those guys threaten this thing, he's ready to go and blow Hector's head off to make sure that, you know what I mean? You can't mess with him. And and that's that's who Mike is, man. You can't mess with the people he cares about. He will mess you up. Uh-huh. And at the same time, the other thing, the thing that Dust is going to be attracted to is the fact that if he tells you he's going to do something, he's going to do it. The fact that he gave... When he got $50,000 from Hector, he gave half of it to to Nacho for not keeping his word, for not being able to keep up his end of the bargain.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And that's the stand-up guy. That's who Mike is. Mike is always going to be on the straight with you.
0: Yeah, that's what you get with him. And that's why I like his character. He's one of my favorite characters of the whole Breaking Bad, you know, calling um, Bear Call Saul shows. Yeah. You know, it's it's I'm glad they brought him back. I he was awesome in Breaking Bad, so it's it's you know, and the thing is they were about to enter a new timeline with with, with Gus coming in the picture. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to see the kind of stuff because you, you think about this man, you know he used him for for get some of his people out. He's gonna be putting some very, very, very dangerous situation which I cannot wait to see. I yeah. cannot see more of Gus's world because, dude, jeez man. One of my favorite, favorite villains in Breaking Bad. It'll be
1: interesting too because Gus will is at this point unknown to our to our heroes, you know, or whatever. And so mm-hmm. Mike doesn't know anything about this guy. Like again, when when and we do, of course, so they can't do it exactly the way that, that Walter did going into the store, or the restaurant, that mm-hmm. stuff, because we know the guy. But maybe we can see a little more behind the scenes of his family life and just how what how far has he gone to put up this charade to, to protect him in this world that he's in, you know, I'd that's like what we're going to gonna find it.
0: out, man. I can't wait to yeah. see that. that's exactly. Did you see the training videos they put out? I
1: freaking no, love so, it. I did see that you sent that to me, but I am kind of holding off on it until I just, I don't know, maybe an episode or two. I just, I can't bring myself to watch it yet.
0: It's freaking just two of them. There's one about curly fries Mm-hmm. And and the other one, the one I sent you is about. Um, and there's being probably a no bully.
1: spoilers it at all. Of being a complete. No, idiot.
0: it's not. It's nothing. It's, it's treated yeah. like a real commercial for the change. That's group. great. And uh, it, they do one thing in that video where I go, "Ah, oh, you didn't have to do that." All right. It would've been cool. They just kept it as. Um, it's like a wink, wink. To, he says something that, that they you know that they do, and it's just like a wink, wink. Ha ha. Get it drugs. Ha ha. Nudge, nudge, you know what I mean. Know what I mean?
1: (laughs) Well, it actually flashes me back to our uh, our video of the behind the burger place where the owners beating me up, saying, "I said two pickles." (laughs) Yes. I always thought that was really a great cover or a great little. No, it wasn't even a training thing. It was just some footage, but
0: just some random footage. Just
1: some (laughs) random footage with nothing attached to it. Just let people figure out what the hell it is.
0: I got I, I, I got talk that that was a weird set scene. What was that all about?
1: Just, well, we were hey, just, like, we were just filming like test stuff. I think was all it was and we just liked the way that came out so it went on the air. You know, again, this is this is us talking about a show that hasn't been on TV for, you know, 12 years almost, or whatever. Oh yeah. More, more longer than than that, really. Well, no, about it was 96. 18 almost, years. 20 years really? Almost. Oh my
0: god, you're right.
1: Yeah. Wow, 20, twenty years? Yeah, we should do a twentieth anniversary. I think we, we missed it already. But anyway, um <laughs> it this, be Yeah, we gotta start wrapping the show up here. Uh I am motherfucking Ross and this is the Calling Saul show. We're gonna be doing this every Monday and or Tuesday or maybe Wednesday. We'll see how it goes. And but we're gonna be talking about each week's show through the next ten episodes and then we've got a little break until uh uh the next um Walking Dead comes up, but don't worry, we will fill that time. You will not be bored. You will not miss anything.
0: Yeah, we should do some other TV shows.
1: We should do Happy Days. Anyway, I'm Ross Miller, Motherfucker Ross. This is
0: Tony Lamar out here in Austin, Texas, people. Thanks for hanging out.
1: Yeah, thank you for hanging out. Bye. That
0: was very, very professional this time. I was very proud of you.